feel like you can drop me anywhere and I'll make it happen. I feel like I'm that special person. Doesn't matter where you put me, doesn't matter the, the circumstances, I'll make something out of nothing. That's what I believe, because I've been doing it. I can make a way out of no way. Now go. And it's the biggest eye-opening thing I've ever seen. go to a town called Noblesville, which is just north of Indianapolis. So you're driving there through the cover of darkness at night. Now, the kids are going to be talking to dad, dad, glad you're here, glad you're here, glad you're here. Oh my God, on the way there, I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm, I'm just imagining. Excited talking to your kids, man, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. They're excited for you. They go to bed and the reality of what the fuck you just did <laughs> hits you and you've oh, got wow. another nine hours to drive before those kids wake up. What are you thinking? You've, you've, you've already outlined the fact, and we know this because I've alluded to the fact that we're, sti we're sitting in your man cave. You've done the stuff that you set out to do, to prove your mother wrong, whatever the motivation sure. was, you've done it. But you just left that place, going to someplace, no name. And I don't care who you are, there's fear there Absolutely. until you establish yourself. So you got nine hours to drive in the dark to Indianapolis or Manassas, wherever it is. 2007. So what are you thinking? Kids go to bed and then it hits you. I just left that for the unknown. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, I already know this is the whitest place ever. So race. What the fuck am I going to do? Ku Klux Klan lives there in this town. Now I'm in a town where they don't like black people. Now you're with a white girl. They tried everything in their power to get me locked up or whatever and discourage me. I filled out for every job around there. I'd just walk in and be like, I want an application. And I'd be like, I've had people tell me we don't give applications to black people. Well, I want one today. I had to work for two weeks for free to prove to a guy that I was the right person to take the job. What kind of a job? It was working for some people who owned a uh, uh, carpentry shop, cabinet shop, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so I stay in that same, in field. The same field. Okay. Okay, so I worked the home show, the Indianapolis home show. And I'm so like going there with such an eye opener. I work this home show and I'm the only black person that ain't picking up trash or anything. I'm like really blown away. There are no black people walking around the home show. They don't give me anything around there. Nothing, not even a pen and a piece of paper. I have to bring my own shit. And they're laughing like they think if this black dude can get one white person over here to talk to him, we'll probably give him a job. I didn't know what a fucking list of people like this. Like, who the fuck is this black guy? He just knocked our damn socks off. 
and they offer me a job after two weeks of going there for free every fucking day working 10 hours a day from open to close selling their shit they fucking hire me $600 a week I buy my own laptop buy all my own shit I'm sales and I work in the shop I gotta be in there sanding shit and making shit and building shit I gotta go put in cabinets and build kitchens I gotta do everything the kicker is I call everybody I just start pulling out names out of the phone book I call bankers. I get every name of every bank in Indianapolis. And some banker calls me after hours. And he's like, Jody, I love the message that you left on my machine, man. It's the best message I've ever heard. He's like, I know you have something to sell, but you weren't trying to pressure me to sell it, man. I will give you the time. Blew their mind. Blew their mind. Whatever you got, I want some of it, man. This dude tried to offer me a job in his bank, and I was like, nah, this is what I do. I get to show somebody something and actually execute and give them a a great product, and I'm happy with that in my life. So I take this job. I work for 89 days, and they fire me so they can get the credit for me being the first black person. The white guy quits his job that's there because they did I'm only there for... 90 days, right? In 89 days, I sell $489,000 worth of jobs. And they fire you? They fire me. And this guy felt so bad because I tell him my whole story. And he's just like, you know, Jody, you were hard to deal with in the beginning, man, with all that fucking talking you be doing, man. And I'm like, I'm a hard motherfucker to deal with. And that just ain't right, man. Fired day 89,000. Basically half a because million worth of product. after 90 days, they have to have a good reason to fire you. They'd have had to give me some damn um, unemployment or something. Fire me on day 89. So then what? You go home and then what? I go home. I save all my money, man. He's like, I'm going to call Home Depot and Lowe's. And I'm going to be a contractor for you. And Home Depot calls me. And I become a contractor for Home Depot. I do the biggest job I've ever done to date. Well, you can't say you did this by yourself. You have a crew at this point, right? I don't have a crew. I tell my wife to get on Facebook and call all her friends that she knows in this particular town. I'm building this office depot in the town she's from. Not even the town I live in, in the town she's from. They call me after the fact and say, Jody, we need an emergency. They got me, I, I redo all the, the dressing rooms for Kohl's. I redo all big sporting goods. I drive all over the Midwest actually doing shit for these people. This is what I do. Solo. Solo, bro. I'm a beast. Work all night. So they damn fucking like, all right, we got this job out here and we need it done in five days. I stay awake for five days because I know I can make $10,000 in five days. I'm like, put an ad on Facebook. I get all the people that she used to know. And I get these guys to help me build this fucking Office Depot. Office Depot. This is like a supermarket. This is a not a supermarket. It's a store. It's a Not just a residential house. This is a... 28,000 square foot building. Hmm. Flooring, lights, tile. How long did it take? 
I did it in five days. I found all the help? people that do tons of help. Talking like over 20, 30 people that can uh, special with special normally take about three weeks to do what I did. I did it in five days. I don't even go to sleep. So then what happened as a result of that? Some bullshit percentage of money and then they take whatever they want instead of the percentage they say so you leave that eventually because there's no- uh eventually i do and i start i become a contractor for low which works out well and i do that for a while until they get stupid and then i work for this white guy crazy ass white guy pays cash straight up cash fools everything around me green get the money dollar dollar bill yo cash fools everything around me Under the table, <laughs> no big deal. Every week I'm making about twelve, fifteen hundred dollars a week. Cash, cash money every week. He pays every two weeks, but he's got all these other people that do trim work and everything. And he meets us at this hood ass store in Indianapolis. So every two weeks on Friday when he meets us, he's got like twenty thousand dollars worth of money. $20 bills and tens and shit. Nobody ever so robbed him. Nobody ever robbed him? At this store, I'm so surprised. Nobody cares. That means he was packing something. People knew not to fuck with him. He was a crazy ass white dude. What the hell is that? So you're there in Indiana for how long? Eight years. And then I say I can't do all this because there's some things that are synonymous with Indiana. Ku Klux Klan. Women. Easy women. The easiest place to have a woman on the planet. Period. Because you're, Hands especially down. if you're working and you have your shit together. Well, that's you're anywhere. You're working and you have your shit that's together. Anywhere. Then it, it doesn't even matter the, the, the color, race, or anything. Everyone will be on your job. So I look good because this is a place where every black person lives up to the stereotype. I can't say every This is the town? Person. That town? Mm, or even Indianapolis, the, the city? The area of the Midwest in general. Every, so we don't respect the black people there, you say? No, every damn stereotype you had ever heard of, I saw come true. So we're talking even like life. Chicago, a big city. Yes, sir. Nah, not the shy. Not Detroit. St. Louis, Chicago, Nelly, Nellie? Nellie's from the all live down to Bro, the standard. Here you go. Look, look. I mean, I'm gonna give you the graph. <laughs> St. Louis, Chicago, Indianapolis, Detroit, Cleveland. All you gotta do is do the uh, zigzag. It's the same. They're all about two hours from each other. Just you can zigzag across and ain't shit changing. Same hood. There's nobody in St. Louis 
There's nobody in Chicago, there's nobody in Indianapolis, or no one in Cleveland who can form enough black people to burn down shit but a fucking old box of chicken. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. It's sad. So again, we talked about at 18, 19, you had the strength and conviction to believe that you could do and be anything despite not having a high school diploma. Yeah. So we get to Indianapolis, and you're now late 20s, early 30s. At this point, two no, kids. No, I'm 30s. 30s. Mid 30s. Two kids. Two kids. That thing is still there because you've defined yourself and redefined yourself twice. You've I've been successful been down, already. Been successful, not successful. Now on your own. Figuring out a way to survive. And we talked about right. in this space, and you're making a generalization about the Midwest, just the quality yes. and that belief that you had in yourself at 18. I'm hearing, what I'm hearing, correct me if I'm wrong, that you didn't see that in enough brothers and sisters in the entire freaking region. And if that's the case, did you feel that you had to become a lesser person? And that's why you left. You're like, I ain't going to become a lesser person because that's the expectation of it. Absolutely. The Michael Brown shit and all the shit you see that comes out of the Midwest should prove it. But unless you knew previous to that what was going on, when I was telling people what was going on there, even my own parents, they were just like, oh, you're just complaining. Because five years ago, that's what we said about a brother who was complaining about the white man being, you know, uppity and and holding him back. But then today in 2016 and 17, we found out that the white man was doing exactly that. He was rearing his ugly head again and actually holding people back from doing what they needed to do or what they wanted to do. But when you drive down the streets, if you drive down 38th Street in Indianapolis, I guarantee you, you will see 200 brothers at one o'clock in the afternoon not with nothing on their minds other than how am I going to get high or how am I going to sell this dope? Well, they've had to resort to something else because the opportunities for them are were zero. Zero. They have no opportunities to get ahead. A brother that has a good mind and says, I want to do better, has a harder way to go than the same brother in Raleigh, North Carolina. Here, can you prove that you're a good person? And I just think that in 2017, everything has gone to that. If you get a job at Citrix, they want to know that you're a good person. More than anything, you are a good person with good morals and good ethics. That's what they want to know. Nowadays, they train you. You can be out of college, you can have that degree, but they're gonna put you with someone who will train you how to do the job. Okay, we got plenty of people who are bright enough to do that without that degree. Some of the people who have the degree ain't bright enough to do it. They still don't know the job. 
I got people on my job that got degrees and they still don't know how to do their job. They suck at it. And there are people that don't have the degrees that can do it much easier. But these are, I believe that these are the people like, these brothers have to know the most important thing in life I think you can know is how you learn. If you don't know how you learn, then you're screwed. I haven't heard it talked about on anybody's anything. How do you learn? I learn by listening. This Cuervo, I'm sorry, it's not even Cuervo, it's Bacardi Gold, is talking on the second episode of the, the Brown Liquor Chronicles. And hopefully you've been listening. If you haven't, we're talking to my buddy Jody, and we're talking about his life from Dover, New Jersey, to Raleigh, North Carolina, Apex, North Carolina, Raleigh, Cary, to where in Indiana? Noblesville. Noblesville, Indiana, which was not such a noble life, but he made it work for him. His Founded by a black trapper. Trapper? A black fur trader. Kind of like I think it was Detroit. Is it Detroit or Chicago that was founded by same thing, sort of a trader? Right. The route to the Underground Railroad. Well, I think I think that railroad was kind of still running, so I was like, it was kind of still running when you were up there. <laughs> because these folks hadn't gotten off that train yet and started living the life. They're still running on that train up there. And again, we're talking generalizations, and these are the observations, because I'm sure if you go to the Detroit in the shy, you're going to see a, a broader swath, a more diverse set of black folks. But this is the reality. Sure. And so we're talking about that reality, that if you are in Cleveland, if you are in Detroit, if you are in St. Louis, if you're up and down that corridor and you don't have a high school diploma and you've got somebody knocked up at 21, the point of me saying all this is I'm sitting Screwed. right now in a big house, in a decent, well, in a decent side house with a man who's obviously put his shit together. And if you've been listening, you will recognize that that was not an easy road. It was not an easy road, but what I'm trying to say is that it's possible. So if you're out there in the... Cl- in the CLE, if you're out there in the Lou, if you're out there in the Shy, if you're out there in, you know, don't worry about eight nobody. Mile, that's what I'm saying. Tell them, preach to them, please, preach to them. I, I want to tell everybody. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in Los Angeles. It's all about you. In this day and age, it's about how you present yourself, my friend. How you present yourself can keep someone from even wanting to look at what you have done previously, whether it be your education or anything. I work for a company that is based on losers. (laughs) And when I say losers, my immediate boss was the dude who had a life like mine, a million different jobs all over the place. He has over a million dollars now. So he looks for people who are good, bright, intelligent people who didn't go the normal route that people take, like college, to have the college degree. He's not looking for all the accolades. So for the person who can come to him and say, all right, I got a degree in this, you can have a degree, all the necessary degrees to, to land this job. He wants the best person for the job. And that always doesn't mean the person who has all the degrees. Right. 
And I think that nine out of 10 jobs, that's how they're conducted. That's how these interviews, interviews are even conducted differently today. I don't know if you've noticed, but interviews are conducted a lot different today. The questions that they ask you today are a lot different than the questions that they asked you in the 90s. Because I mean, so a part of that is this, the world has gotten flat, meaning there are a bunch of people all over the world competing and they can't compete for any job. And as a boss, even a job that's based in Raleigh, Cleveland, whatever, you can get somebody in Bangalore, India to do the same job remotely for half the price. So when you go into the interview, it's not about the skill because there's not like a small set of people who have these skills. This the group or the circle of people with any skill set it's expanded exponentially since the 90s it's blown up because we are now connected so the differentiating factor is do i believe you do i trust you is there something in you that i can sense they say that you were hired within the first 10 seconds of an interview and a lot of it is nonverbal. most of communication 70 sure. percent of communication is absolutely nothing with what you say it's how you present yourself, how you act, where you look, those things. So if you're selling yourself in an interview, it's almost a gimme. Okay, you got a college education, but so does the other guy that's coming to interview behind you. You did this, but so did the other guy. So what's going to differentiate you is how you present yourself, and it's key what you said. Yes. How do I learn? And once I understand how I learn, then I can understand, well, how does that person learn? And yes. then how can I deliver what they want to hear in a way that they're understanding? And that's sales. Exactly. So, I mean, you were successful in sales because, one, you recognize how you learn. So, so here, here, a couple of things in life. Once you recognize there's something true about you, then you can then say, well, if it's true about me, then it might be true about him or her. So if it's true about him or her, okay, if I learn this way, if I say it this way to them, they're going to understand it better. When they understand it better... Now there's a there is a connection. When there's a connection between two people, and one of them is hiring, you're getting the damn job. Bingo. Mac Garner, a millionaire. I'm a young money millionaire, tougher than Nigerian hair. My criteria compared. Okay, so you got this guy. He's grown up in the hood his whole life. He comes on the scene. I meet him at a bar, and I have a fabulous conversation with him. Man, this guy's great. I send him in my boss and he's like, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm talking about right here, B. I can't be doing all that bullshit that y'all be wanting me to do, but I can do this. That won't work, bro. You have to be a chameleon in 2017. So, you know, 10 years ago when it was like, man, you a sellout. You better learn how to be a sellout part of the time in 2017 or you ain't getting nowhere. That doesn't mean that you are a true sellout. You're just selling yourself and you're selling that particular thing at right. that particular moment so that you can get to where you need to be. And I think everybody, regardless of color, you have to know that. So let's get back to you, the story of you. So now we get you to Indiana, Indianapolis, around that area. 
you're recognizing I can't be in this place because the level of the level of racism is at an all-time high but it's, and I can't even stand it But it anymore. doesn't even sound like that because you didn't mention, I mean you mentioned sparingly not being able to get a job, having to prove yourself, but you did that. But what I'm hearing is more so the folks that look like us just don't have that kind of energy, that kind of drive that you have. So that's the thing that's going, they do. I gotta get back to Raleigh. You are right. And that's exactly what I say. But wife, wife and kid are there, so what happens there? So, I mean, if you've been uh, well, listening intently, you know that it's ex-wife, so what happened there? Uh, well, we split up. Mm-hmm. You know, she's back home. So, she gets back home and she acts like she's back at home. And like, I'm a nobody. So, you know, I'm just like, I, I got this big ass attitude. That's just what Jody comes with. I got this big ass attitude like, I can be 900 miles away from home. I don't need you to make it here. I'll go and make it on my own. And I do. I set out on my own. I meet my own friends. But the place is fun. The Midwest is fun, my friend. That is one thing that I cannot deny. Fun how? I found out that Indianapolis is number one in America for love. The easiest place to get laid on the planet. (laughs) And it is. True story. So we don't know all the factors that go into it. I'm about to take your. I I'm, I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna take your word on. That. I'm gonna take your word. I don't know. I don't know what the factors that go into. I had that. two friends that own bars, just happen to be women. So I mean, I, I almost lived in bars. But then again, if you're living in bars, there's a certain expectation about the scene, so it lends itself to you know meeting people and fun, hooking up. But I, I knew people that had hookups, so I was. But at this point, I, you're you're divorced. I'm not even fully divorced yet. I'm just separated. So okay. she's doing her thing. She's always in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where she's actually from and okay. born. I'm in Indianapolis doing my thing. It's just too much fun around there. I'm going to work. I'm living. But it's too much fun. I live with this black girl named Yolanda. Her mom's a doctor. Her dad's retired military. They got family got but Sharing an apartment or you're with her? No. I live at Yolanda's house. Yolanda owns her own house. Y'all are kicking it. Like this house. Y'all are kicking it. She wants to kick it. We kick it a few times. Of course. You know, I ain't really doing that. So I got to leave. Like, if I'm ever going to get to where I need to be again in life, I got to come back to Raleigh. Because I just believe that I can't get ahead. Like, I just, I couldn't ever get ahead. I was living this average bullshit ass black man life there and it was cool to the people that were there like Jody you're doing good man and I'm thinking anybody who thinks I'm doing good don't even know what good is right like you think I'm doing good because I go to work every day and you don't know enough brothers that actually go to work every day right so to you I'm doing good because I go to work and I can maintain and I can be at the bar every day you know what I mean but to me, it's like, I need to, this is this is not the life for me. It's great. I, I got a hell of women um, doing all kinds of shit. This has got to end. I got to leave here. I know I can go back to Raleigh and even deal with white people, and they're going to give me a fair shake. That's literally what I said. I knew that the most redneck man here would still take a black dude that was going to work harder over a white dude that wasn't. That's what I believed in now, my people heart. People outside of this area would never think that. Love yours. 
love yours No such thing No such thing as a life that's better than yours No such thing as a life that's better than yours Love yours No such thing as a life that's better than yours No such thing, no such thing Okay, so you move back to the triangle area, divorced, divorced. Okay, and Completely the kids, is, the kids are there. The kids are there. My son's in college. My daughter's on her last year, or she's a junior actually. When I get back, okay, and, and junior in high school. We unofficially celebrated or acknowledged that about three weeks ago. I think it was about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that you were in your last couple weeks of. <laughs> and now we're gonna toast to that. Let me let me let me get some. We can let toast to that, bro. Let me, get, let me get some. Pour some in woo, here. Woo, pour woo, some woo. in here. Uh, I think I need a little bit more to toast it. Yeah, so, did. Mr. Jody's on his last. How many weeks now? I got two more payments. Left. Two more child support payments. So that's uh, actually three. Three more child support three. payments. Because she's 18 now, or this this Friday will be the third one. So, so you've been doing this life. consistently for how long now? Consistently since 2013. So making those payments? Actually, I've been doing it the whole time. But that's what I figured. Through the system, right? Consistently since 2013. So we talk about real bra shit. That's some real bra shit. We can. That's probably another couple episodes. A hard times without the people you love. Though I'm not sure what's about to happen next. I asked for strength from the Lord of because I've been strong so far. The fact is, you've done your legal duty to your children. You were doing it before, but you've done it and now you're at the end of it. So this is something to celebrate. Yes, I have I have done my duty for my children. But it's not enough. That's just the baseline. That's the baseline. That's the baseline. If they call or if they need anything, I do it. I go there, I give them money, I send them money outside of my normal we have a wonderful relationship. You, the wife, or you and the kids? Me and the kids. Okay. And what about have you and the ex? Wonderful relationship. What about we, you and the ex? She's never grown up. Anyway, the, the main thing is that you and your kids are straight. You're doing for them. You said one in college now and one where? One in college and one just graduated high school. One just graduated high school. So they're doing their thing and they have your lessons and your experiences to help guide them the next couple of years. What do you do now in Raleigh? So we've talked about your work history. What do you do presently? been here since 2015 I've been here for two years I got back into my field which is what I would call my field home building home building mm-hmm. and the, the, the building trade okay so now my next thing to do is obtain my contractor's license that's the next thing for Joe which means you have to have tons of money in the bank for a limited amount of time for them to consider you to have a net worth and you need to know your shit. There's a test and an exam that you must pass. In talking to you, I know that's what you want to do and that's what you're aspiring to do and you're presently working on that, but what are you doing Monday through Friday? What are you doing now? I'm a project manager. Project manager for, for, a, for a property management company. Okay, are you back monetarily at the levels 
what we discussed earlier at that height, that six figure height, are you back up to that? Absolutely. Okay. This is a job that requires you to have a college degree. There's no, matter of fact, my son goes to college to have the degree to do my job. Gotcha. And you don't have that college degree, but that, that is irony for me. But your experience has my experience. is the degree. Your experience my is the degree. experience is the degree. It's a master's, it's a PhD at this point. Absolutely. I know everything I need to know about my job. But all everything I ever did prepared me for this job. Even the shit that didn't seem like it had anything to do with this job. So when I was the supervisor at this place, it helped me prepare for this job. Being a project manager is a a broad range job. It's not only dealing with the, the building trade, it's knowing how to manage others, manage projects, manage millions of dollars. So it's very important. My job is very important to the company. And you're doing commercial building, building offices and things like that? Uh, we do everything. So I have office buildings, I have, I have retail space, I have uh, duplexes, quadruplexes, uh, single family homes. Uh, we have hotels. So there's nothing that doesn't fall under me. We also know no matter how high we aspire in this country, unfortunately, there's certain attitudes that remain the same. So even though you've come back and you're in a happier place right now with the kind of job that allows you to do basically the totality of your experiences. So it's probably fun yes. going in the office now because yes. you're like, I've been here, I've done this, I have this, somebody asked me a question, I can relate it back to something I've done and I can find the answer. But you also relayed a story to me, I don't know if you remember this, but about a month and a half ago you went to the west western part of the state to go pick up a truck or something like that. Well, the whole, the whole, here, here was the whole thing. Uh, I bought these uh, golf courts in a place over by Statesville, which is out west. And they were bringing them to a new property that we had just owned. And I was getting, I was buying them some golf carts. And the white guy who I will say does not work there anyway for, because he was fired for being racist. After anyway, this incident? Well, it was after this incident, okay. but today he doesn't work there because the white people I work for do not tolerate racism, Okay, which is why I love working for him. So anyway, they bring these golf carts over here and I've got to come from Raleigh and I'm bringing the checks. And so they're out there talking to this white guy who's the main supervisor at this particular, you know, property. And, you know, they're all joking. You've seen it before. We've all seen it. We pull up, you got some white guys that's laughing and you get this thing in your brain like, you know, they're laughing and they're probably telling them and nine times out of 10, they are. So this guy just happened to me. So, you know, these guys start talking to me like I'm nobody. Like, what are you doing out here? And what are you going to do? But you're the guy they were waiting on to deliver the checks. They don't even know that I have the check. Okay. Now they're delivering. They think the white guy has a check. Mm -hmm. So he says something to the effect of, uh, you know, well, we'll wait for Reggie to bring the checks. And this is after he says some smart ass shit. And I was like, well, uh, just so you know, that guy over there that you talking about, Reggie, he can't give you no damn checks. 
if you want some money today, you got to get it from my black ass. And then I tell him this exactly. And his eyes get this big. Like, he had no idea. So this guy over here joking with you and shit, I was like, I told him straight up, man, i send you back to wherever you came from with them damn golf carts today. And I'm looking at him just like I'm looking at you. I got the check. So you want to get a check from me today for these golf carts or you want to depend on him? What you want to do? And I put the ball back in his court. And his whole attitude changed after that. He didn't want to talk to that white guy no more because the white guy was talking like he was the shit. And it happens all the time. And you know, as a black man, you it's normal to get upset. Like, wait a minute. I'm the damn boss here. You know what I mean? And sometimes you, you, you just do the wrong thing. This just happened to be a day where I knew it would never get back to my ball, so I had to put this white dude in check. Like, hey, if you want to check for these damn golf carts today and you don't want to drive them back to Statesville, you can talk to me like I want you to talk to me. Or else you going to go on back there without this $7,000 check. What you want to do? He was like, I'm going to need that check <laughs> It's levels to it, you and I know Bitch, be humble Hold up, bitch Sit down Hold up, be humble Hold up, bitch Sit down Be humble Bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Thinking that he frontin' on me, man. Get the fuck off my stage, I'm the same man. Get the fuck off my dick, that ain't right. I make a play fucking up your whole life. So I pull rank when I can, but for the most part, I'm I'm a pretty easygoing guy. So I don't How many of those situations have come up in like since you moved back? Well, when I came back, let's let's just remember that I had nothing. I didn't have a car, I didn't have a job, I didn't have any money. First time ever since I left home that I don't have a car, a job, or any money. I have to live with my parents. First time I ever went back home. So what did mom say at that point? You come back basically praying and begging. Does she feel justified? I told you to get that damn college degree. Pretty much. And I'm like, I told you, you'll see. Give me a couple weeks. Because you can't get a college degree in a couple weeks. So give me a couple weeks. And I just had a mom that me and her don't see eye and eye, and she was just like, eh, it'll take you four or five months. And I just went to work. I got me a pool. I became the maintenance director of an assisted living facility. That was after how many weeks down here? Maybe a month and a half. Okay. Took a while. First job I had, I got a job, and they wanted to make me a project manager. And I got in an accident, and they fired me. Because I got in an accident on their work vehicle. And the dude fired me. He said, called me at home on my day off. Jody. How'd you get fired? Oh, yo, that's some bullshit. <laughs> How the hell you gonna get fired? Oh, yo, I don't think it's gonna be a good fit. So here's the irony for you. So I go back there. This is like two months ago. I'm looking for cabinets 
I know that this shop can build me some capital. The dude that I was gonna take his job is still working there. They don't even, they wanna get rid of him. He's still working there. And when he sees me, his eyes are this big like, I know that guy, why is he here? They don't even, he don't even wanna call me. Like he calls me and when I answer, he doesn't say anything. Then he calls me back in the middle of the night and leaves a message. The owner of the company, Jody, man, I'm sorry. I don't think we're gonna be able to do business or whatever. All because I got in an accident on your truck and you fired me. You you don't want my business. I'm about to order $200,000 worth of cabinets from you, but you don't want my business. All right, cool. So you never took your money? He didn't want to do business with me, bro. But this is the kind of money that I have the power to spend. Right. Millions of dollars I'm in charge of. $10 million this year, I'm sure. 10 to $15 million that I'm in charge of spending. So to wrap it up, um, what does it take? Three things. I think three is a nice, almost biblical, trinity type of number. Three things for the kid in Cleveland, in St. Louis, in Detroit, in the Shy, in Noble, Noble Town? Noble Noblesville. In anywhere USA who goes, man, I don't have a high school diploma, but I, 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 I could end up someplace when I'm managing a half a million dollars. thing he has to do is think of NC State and think of my favorite speech ever, which is Jim Balvano. Never give up. Never, ever, ever give up. If you have a dream, you do whatever it takes to complete your dream. Okay? Second, it has nothing to do with what color you are. Get that shit out of your brain. We all know you're black. We all know that there's a certain set of circumstances that you have to deal with when you're black. Deal with them and move the fuck on, but don't let that be a hindrance to you. Don't ever let that even come into your mind. Don't let that come into play. Three, learn all you can. Nothing is so stupid that you can't learn it. I promise you'll use it. There is no stupid information. Any motherfucker that could come up with a wacky wall walker and make a million dollars prove that <laughs> nothing a is what? fucking stupid. A what? A wacky wall walker. The stupid shit that you oh, got you swing and it falls out of down? the fucking cereal box that gotcha. you ate cereal out of and it fucking crawled down the wall. Doesn't make any sense to me, but nothing is stupid. Always believe in yourself. I've always believed in myself and I've never thought any less of myself than any fucking lawyer or doctor on the planet. I've got friends that have been in every field. We've compared monies. Yeah, I haven't had the consistent money that you have. But I've made more than some of them. Some of them I've made less. But we've all conferred and we just, 
we all figured out that it's the individual in life. You can go as far as you want to go, regardless of your education. How bright are you? Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Somebody will recognize it. All you have to do is prove it to them. And with that, we're going to toast the last toast. The last toast. I'm toasting toast. the whole bottle. We're ending the conversation with Mr. Uh, Jody Dunn. Uh, the second episode of the Brown Liquor Chronicles. So we're going to continue the conversation off air. We're going to keep drinking off air. And we're going to wish everybody a happy Father's Day. You've just heard the story from a father, a good man who's been through a lot ups and downs in life just like anybody else and has figured out what works for him and that's the key you figure out what works for you as long as you're not there hurting anybody else then do that do you and while you're doing that come back and listen to uh, another episode of Ubuntu Radio Brown Chronicles or not and with that we, hold on uh, no. oh, 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 oh go ahead go ahead go ahead oh the toast we forgot the toast what do we do we got the toast oh go ahead brother go ahead this is the clack toast. clack this is the toast to all the brothers who thought you couldn't do it. Go do it right now. Do it, man. I believe you. Go do it. All right, man. Ubuntu Radio is officially out. <laughs>